0: everybody, welcome back to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with Dale Ollie as always, right here on DKPittsburghSports.com. It's game day. We're recording this to get y'all ready. You're probably listening to this either on your way to the stadium, waking up Saturday morning. Either way, the Steelers play the Lions at Heinz Field. Dale, the only home preseason game. Uh, Dale, you asked Ben Roethlisberger at the final uh, training camp practice at Heinz Field um, about playing in front of fans. And it did seem like that was something that he has sorely looked forward to.
1: Yeah. He hasn't done it in two years. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it really, it's been since, uh, it's almost two years since he, since he played in a game at Heinz field with this, what will be this many fans in the stadium. And, and, uh, you know, I, I do think that's one of the reasons why he came back. Um, you know, because as he said, as he yesterday, uh, or I should say Thursday, um you know it's been uh you know he's played half of his adult life in front of these fans and and, you know you you want to experience that you want to experience coming out of the tunnel uh and being announced by the fans uh or by the uh, the team and the the fans all go wild that's all part of it so uh you know I I think he, he I think he did miss that
0: yeah it certainly seemed that way I didn't think about it two years I mean the last time he would have won in front of a packed house at Heinz field would have been that Bengals uh, end of the end of the regular season game in 2018. And that would have been, and that was when AB didn't show up or when he showed up and, you know, stayed in a fur coat and left. I think that was the last time that he might've won a home game in front of a, in front of a packed crowd. Uh, it's crazy to think about that. Uh, Cause 2019, the only home game he even played in was the Seahawks game where he got injured. Um, but that's wild. But, I think one thing Mike Tomlin did confirm that Ben Roethlisberger will play in this game. One thing that I think everyone there might still be some anxiety about is how does Ben Roethlisberger fit into this offense? Now, you and me have seen him all training camp. He looks fine. You know, there's there's different things that are added to this offense. There's more play action. You know, there's there's different targets. But essentially, this is still football he's still going to be comfortable playing in this with the Steelers and in the Steelers organization. It's just going to be a matter of, hey, let's get this down with some of the new guys like Najee Harris with this offensive line and some of the rhythm into this. You know, ben even said he wanted to play against the Eagles, but Mike Tomlin wasn't having any of it, Dale.
1: Yeah, nor should he have it because they, they didn't have the uh, entire offensive line out there. But I, I get what Roethlisberger is saying. You know, he wanted to be, you know, in a, in a stadium – with fans in it uh, and play some football, you know, on the road, because when they go to Buffalo on September 12th, it's going to be loud. The fans are going to be into that game. And, you know, it's going to be a difficult opponent. You're trying to, you know, audible and and do things in in a new offense. uh, But, you know, it just wasn't going to, it just wasn't going to match up for him. And he's not going to play next week in Carolina. So that would have been his opportunity to do so.
0: Right. This is, this is his best chance right now to get this in. And, and still, I, I, don't, I don't foresee him being in this game more than two drives or so. Um, and, and that'll be probably be one drive if the first drive goes all as planned and they get to try out a few things and they're successful. Um, you know, maybe if there's a three and out in the first drive or if there's like a holding penalty that, that resets things, maybe they send him back out there a second time. Um, but, you know, it's still there's that sense that, hey, this is a new offense with Matt Canada. Uh, He did talk about, you know, uh, um, know, throwing, you know, working with play action. And, you know, when you run those play action plays, you can't um, you can't throw those quick passes that they love to throw last year. A lot those quick slants, those shallow crosses to Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson over the middle. It kind of forces your hand to have to throw over the defense because you're sucking up the linebackers to play close to the line of scrimmage and opening up that pocket of space downfield.
1: Yeah. um, You know, I I think you're going to see that you're going to see Roethlisberger on the move, Um, you know, do some some, uh, you know, misdirection boots and things of that nature. Those are all, I think, core thing, you know, core parts of of Matt Canada's offense. And uh, it should be interesting to see. They don't want to show too much. Right. They, They don't want to show everything, but I think they'll show a little bit just enough to to kind of get their feet wet with it.
0: And that's that's the thing here is it's like you are just kind of uh, get that taste. I mean, they've been running these plays in training camp. Uh, they've been they've been they've been working through the concepts, you know, in their warmups and their walkthroughs. Now it's just a matter of, hey, let's see what it's like when we line up against other people that, you know, aren't friendly and they're not our teammates and out here to kind of help us learn. They're actually out here to win themselves. So that's certainly going to be interesting, um, you know, and I, I, I look at. I look at Ben and you've heard his determination ever since he got injured about getting back. And then he got back and then, you know, and he, they started great and they fell off. But Ben, when asked about his arm, he sounded really confident. He was just like, this is, this feels great. It feels back to, back to what it was, you know, and it it seems like that will not be a concern this year. Um, Not only because he didn't have to go through rehab, but because now it's like, okay, the Steelers know they're managing him well. And he seems to fit right in with their management schedule, how to use his arm, when to use his arm, and making sure that he's still actively working to develop that chemistry with some of the younger players on the roster.
1: Yeah, um, you know they've got, this, especially that offensive line, that line needs to play together. Uh, we'll see the, the, what is the presumed starting unit on the field for this game, and they've got to start building some cohesion.
0: They do. And Kendrick Green, we talked about the offensive line on Wednesday's episode of the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast, but Kendrick green plays a big part of that. Um, you know, Roethlisberger said that their snaps have been smooth. That hasn't been a concern. Uh, we will, we will see uh, the first issues of that. Of course, you know, nightmares go back to the St- to Steelers fans. when they think about that playoff game against the Browns and a ball going over Ben's head. Um, I mean, I, th- I think the snaps aren't the concern. I think it's more so making sure that Kendrick green is doing what he's supposed to do, like being in the spots and calling out the things he's supposed to call out, but also being able to anchor down and take on rushers up the middle. Um, you know, some people have been concerned about his size, Dale. We've seen him go up against, you know, the likes of Cam Hayward, Tyson Alualu uh, in practice uh, now. And, and he kind of struggled against the Eagles. Now's a chance for him to like to say, OK, this is what I've worked on. This is I, I'm fresh this week because I had a couple days off for personal days. I'm intrigued to see how these two kind of work together, you know, you don't think often of center and quarterback as buddies like that, but they are a huge part of recognizing things and making sure that the offensive line, the foundation of every play is on point.
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, you know, I I think that's going to continue to be something that, that uh, is a storyline throughout the course of the season. Um, You know, how that offensive line plays and particularly how Kendrick green, the, uh, the rookie plays up front.
0: Speaking of protection, for Ben Roethlisberger, one thing that we've always seen emphasized by the Steelers is whenever a running back comes to the team, they got to get in backs on backers and they got to get used to blocking and picking, not just not just being physical, but also being you know smart and heady on the field and thinking, okay, the rush is coming from this way. This is my assignment. I can't let Ben get killed. Over the years, they found ways to do that with Le'Veon Bell, with James Conner, with, with any guy that they put back there. And that's kind of a prerequisite for being back there is being able to do that job. You know, Najee Harris, has uh, you know, has shown some, you know, some pop in his, in his blocks in in practices. I think it's going to be interesting to see how he fits in that. But also, you know, one guy that I think has showed that he was at least adept at it earlier in camp uh, before he kind of took a week off was uh, Kalen Balaj, who we saw return to practice. Uh, this, you uh, know, in, in that final week of training camp, uh, he, he looks like he's back and raring to go. Um, and Benny Snell saw like a couple snaps in that last practice, Dale, but it seems to me that Kalen Balazs is definitely, and you called this a while ago, he's definitely the guy that fits all the roles as best as possible behind Najee Harris to be the number two guy that lines up with Ben.
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, between, uh, look, I think that the, the top three running backs on this on this roster are, are going to be Najee Harris, Anthony McFarland, and Kay- Kalen Bilodeau, and then we'll, you know, if it comes down to them keeping four, I think it ends up being Benny Snell over Jalen Samuels. But Samuels and Snell are guaranteed nothing right now.
0: Right, they're guaranteed nothing. Um, and you know, it, it sucks for Benny Snell because he was hurt through most of it. But such is life in the NFL, is, as um, as uh Mike Mike Tomlin will will, will tell us. Um, but when I when I look at the at this group. There's Najee's, of course, the complete package. Um, Anthony McFarlane's being worked in for those for those jet sweeps, and they're trying to find different ways to use his speed on the field. Uh, Kalen Balazs seems like the best complete option. Um, I'm not so sure. Do, do you see this team keeping another running back behind those three, or do you see it this is more like, you know what, it's those three and Derek Watt, and they're just going to ride out with those guys?
1: I, I don't know yet, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I – if, if, you can look at it a, a dozen different ways. It just depends on, you know, do they have to keep guys at other positions? Can they steal a spot, um, you know, with, at the running back position? Would they, would they be upset if they tried to slide, for example, Benny Snell onto the practice squad and somebody else signed him away? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know that Jalen Samuels has any real value. Um, I don't know that Benny Snell does to another team. I, it just, I, I just think they're just guys.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I mean, they, they certainly, they haven't proved that otherwise, right? Jalen Samuels had that one game against the Patriots, but that was a long time ago. And
1: that was uh, was ancient history.
0: Yeah. uh, That that was also one of the, one of the last games that Ben Roethlisberger won in front of a packed, a packed house at at Heinz field. Uh, But you know, I, again, I, I look at this, a lot of this is going to be about, hey, making sure that you are doing your job to support Ben Roethlisberger because this this offense is still all around him. Yes, Najee Harris, huge focus, and he they need him to be active and to be good this year. And to be not just good, they need him to be great this year and to, and to carry the rushing part of the offense and be a, a viable receiver for Ben. But this don't work without Ben. It's why, it's why whenever we talk about backup quarterbacks, it's like, a you know what? It honestly doesn't matter that much because if they need the, one of those guys this year for more than a couple games, this team's going to be in a lot of trouble and his offense is going to be a lot of trouble. So um, that's certainly an important part of this Dale. We're going to flip to the defense because I want to get your thoughts on some parts of this secondary, but we'll do do that right after this break right here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. Back here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. If you're enjoying this show, remember you can subscribe to it anywhere we host, anywhere that podcasts are hosted, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and you can get this along with every other DKPittsburghSports.com podcast that's available. DK's Daily Shots, all our Penguins, Pirates, we have Pitt, Penn State as well, and we're adding a lot of independent shows to the network. So stay tuned with all the great things that we offer, but continuing the show, getting you ready for Steelers versus Lions, 7.30, Saturday night, Hinesfield. Um, Dale, one thing that, that, that you noted in an article you wrote when we saw this, I believe, on Wednesday at, at Steelers practice, we saw Cameron Sutton bump into the slot while James Pierre lined up outside. And when Mike Tomlin was asked about that the next day, it was more so like, Hey, like, you know, there's situations where we're going to, yeah, we're going to look to put cam in the slot based on different circumstances. And that neck, that final practice, I watched some of the defensive rotations and I saw, um, I, I saw one set. It was, uh, it was cam Sutton with Arthur mallet in the slot. Then mallet went off and Wormley went on and then Wormley went on and Pierre came out and then Sutton bumped in the slot. And then, Pierre, when Mallette came back on it, sat and Sutton bumped back out, it's clear that the Steelers are still experimenting and finding what they want to do and what they feel will be their most reliable sets in this defense. How soon do you think this is going to be a continual rotation throughout the year? Or do you think this is going to be something that's like, you know, Hey, get used to it. They want to find different mismatches or matchups.
1: I mean, this isn't something new for them. They've done this in the past you know, with when they had Sutton and Hilton, there were, there was, you know, it wasn't uh, just a couple of years ago, right. You know, when they were in third and long on defense uh, and they knew that it was going to be a pass, they would, they would sometimes bring Sutton in and take Hilton off the field. Uh, You know, if it was third and short uh, and they had the nickel on the field, it was Hilton in the slot. So it's not something new. I I think they would love for it to just be one guy who was out there. Um, But, you know, Antoine Brooks has been hurt. Uh, He can't stay on the field. So, um, you know, until that happens, it's it's just uh, they're going to make do with what they have.
0: Do you think that that's something that, you know, that they might say, like, you know what, uh, Antoine Brooks being hurt that, like you say, you can't make the club from the tub. Is that something that you think that they try to wait on to see if he comes back at some point? Or is this a situation where it's like, buddy, we got to move now. And you might they might he might not ever get a shot at this again if, if he's not able to recover and say the next few weeks, uh, because they need to be ready for week one against Buffalo.
1: Well, there's still time for him to, to get back out there, but he has to he has to do it. He has to get back out there. Uh, he's going to be on the roster. So it doesn't just because they opened the season with doing one thing doesn't mean that they can't suddenly switch back and and, and give him a chance and, and he, you know, nails down that job. So I, you know, I think there's still plenty of time for that to happen
0: behind, um, behind the, the Sutton and Pierre, uh on, the, on the outs, on the outside, we know that we've, we know Justin Lane has been fighting, fighting for a job, you know, fighting to make sure that he has a place on this roster early on at camp. It looked really rough. He was getting trucked by Chase Claypool. He wasn't looking good in practices. He started to perform a little bit better. And in the first two preseason games, he had a forced fumble after he gave up a third and 20 reception. And he had a, He did have an interception where it was a missed throw, um, but he was he was on it. But still, Dale, you know, and I think we've talked about this before, but it, it seems to me that still that there's a lot more that Justin Lane has to prove. And I, I, if I'm him, I'm not feeling safe about any job, uh, especially with like guys like Mark Gilbert, you know, kind of breathing down his neck and being like, hey, they're at least competing out there and looking like a viable backup option.
1: I'm not ready to say that Mark Gilbert's going to beat out Justin Lane. You don't, I don't think th- so? Okay. I don't think that's going to happen, no. Mark Gilbert's a guy you can easily put onto your practice squad.
0: I, I, that, that is true. I don't think too many teams are going to be like, oh, we're going to grab him I mean, he, off, he hasn't, off, the, off the street. Mark
1: Gilbert hasn't played a season of football since 2017 or 18, whatever point. it was. yep. So you can get that guy on your practice squad. It's not like he's out there making play after play in the preseason. No, he's not doing and, that. And somebody's going to sign him away. So you slide that guy onto your practice squad. Don't forget Justin Lane's one of their better gunners.
0: Mm-hmm. And that, that it, is true. Special teams plays a huge role in the special teams out spots plays a guns.
1: massive part in who makes the roster and who doesn't. They're, they're not going to give up on a third round pick after two seasons. Not going <laughs> to do it. And, and see, Especially a cornerback.
0: Right. And, and they, they want it. They want to make sure that, that, that they give time for this guy to develop. And like you said, it's a third round draft pick. That's significant draft capital. Um, and, and one thing I will say, too, and I've noted this a few times, Justin Lane has made improvements in camp. There's times where I, I thought early on, like, man, he's, he's, he's looking struggling out there. Not like he's – it looked like he was lost a bit. But then there's times he didn't look lost. And you're right, they use him on special teams a ton. And that's going to be a factor where Danny Smith's – and, you know, he'll say, I want to keep guys like that that are, that are, staying, that are staying to it. But um, I, I certainly think that watching Justin Lane in this – game when we get to the second and third teams and how and how much he's playing and how he performs that's going to be interesting to see just development wise because you know there's talk about joe hayden maybe getting an extension i know the steelers are really focused on right now but i'm sure they would like some young guys to step up so they can be like okay we have some options that we can think about towards the future not just cam sutton who uh really is the only guy they have signed past this year officially right now that would be a, uh, you know, that they that's known and trusted by the t- by the defense right now.
1: Well, I think they trust James Pierre at this point.
0: Well, James Pierre, it's is, is he signed beyond this season? I, I, yeah. always, I, I haven't looked okay.
1: Yeah, he, I mean, this is his second year. Uh, so he would he would be an exclusive rights free agent next year. He's not going
0: anywhere. Oh, that's right. Exclusive um, rights. That's that, you know, that's so, right. That's how that works. Yeah. Um, so,
1: it, you know, that that will all play itself out. They've got a bunch of guys this year signed to one year deals, um, that really aren't going anywhere. It's not. They have the money to, to do things that they want to do here. So uh, I'm not concerned about next year. They're they're worried about this year mm-hmm. and, and how this is going to work out.
0: Now, more and more, we see the restructures and the announcement of more cap space opening up. Uh, you know, we, we saw Joe Schobert's cap hit went down a little bit. We saw that.
1: Well, he, he, he had already done that. I mean,
0: that was the one thing. When I saw that, I was like, but oh, wait a second. Wasn't his initial cap hit. Like I saw a report when this, when this first happened, his initial cap, hit was under 2 million. Then they said it shrunk. And I'm like, I was like, I'm not, I'm not wasting my time going through to figure out if it's shrunk by like 20,000 or 200,000. But, uh, but point being, they, this team still has considerable cap space out, out there. They're still waiting to see like, Hey, if someone goes down and we need to make something happen, you know, what, you know, what options are out there and something that you said way back in March, right on this very show, we, we talked about it a lot when teams were signing guys left and right. The Steelers were, were holding, we're holding, putting, you know, and making sure they get the guys that they wanted, like Trey Turner. Um, but you you said like, hey, when training camp comes, there's going to be teams that are shopped, that are shopping players or just wanting to get rid of players. And then you can get a Joe Schobert type of linebacker for a sixth round pick and have it not crush your cap. You know, there still could be options out there somewhere um uh, where a team maybe has a situation where like, you know what? This guy doesn't fit here anymore and we need to get rid of him. And we're trying to make this happen. Who's a buyer out there and maybe another deal like that could be in place, but it's not something the Steelers are going to force and actively go around and be like, Oh, we want Patrick Peterson. Or, Oh, we want Stefan Gilmore. Like uh, some people will, uh will pose on Twitter.
1: Yeah. That kind of stuff's not happening. I mean, it would be a much more under the radar signing, um, You know, it's not they're not they don't need to sign somebody who's going to come in and start right Um, that that's not going to happen
0: a depth piece a veteran who knows how to play in an NFL defense and can plug. And play. I mean, to me, that was a big reason why Arthur mallet at least made sense as a cheap free agent signing. Cause it's like, Hey, this guy has experience. This guy's, this guy's communicates this really well. You can at least plug him in and say, okay, you know where you're supposed to be. And we can at least trust that. Maybe not a big playmaker, maybe not a guy that you'll trust overly too much all the time, uh you know to make the biggest biggest adjustments but you know that he's used to NFL speed you used he's used to preparing at an NFL level something that Mike Tomlin talks about is you know making sure guys are you know they, you know their process to approaching a game their process for preparing for the game and you know leading up to the, the kickoff and how they deal with you know coming on and off the field recognizing what they got to do all those mental processes those are things that when you're a proven professional that you've been in the league that's a benefit that the coaches love to see. So you're, you're right. If there's a new addition coming to the secondary or anywhere else in the Steelers, most likely it's not going to be a big name that everyone knows and, you know, talks about or plays with on Madden. It's going to be a, a guy who's a veteran who's made his way around the league and, you know, and can be plugged in and be like, hey, if an emergency happens, I'm at least holding this spot down and not just being a complete vacuum of where we're the, where we are absolutely horrible on the field.
1: Yeah, uh, and, you know, there's going to be, uh, you know, some cuts going, happening here, uh, you know, s- soon. Um, there'll be some teams looking at uh, their salary cap situation and, and, and deciding maybe they want to go a little cheaper. And, again, it may not be a big name, but it could be somebody that comes in and helps this team out. And, you you, you know, you don't know yet if you're going to make it through this preseason without losing somebody. Right. And then maybe you have to, to make a bigger splash move. Um, you know, the, for example, the Browns just lost uh, Jacob Phillips, uh, one of their linebackers who was mm. supposed to be a starter this year for them. Uh, he's going to miss a season with the torn biceps, uh, you know, so things like that happen, uh, you know, and, and so you better be prepared in just in case it does.
0: You're right. I mean, the Jets lost Carl Lawson uh, for the season, Tevin Jenkins, maybe not done for the season, but he's got to get back surgery and it's a different back injury than what even, you know, we knew about from, from college. There's all sorts of those type of things that are going to play out over the next couple of weeks leading up to week one, let alone when the regular season starts. Um, and you never know what those can lead to opportunities for what teams are trying to do, what they're looking for, who they're trying to move. So the Steelers, they're you know they're they're one of the best run organizations for a reason. Kevin Colbert and his front office, they know what they're doing. They know they, they know how they know how to kind of play the waiting game and strike when it's necessary. I mean, heck, we've seen it over the, over the past few years with people like Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick, guys that they brought in and have made uh, made, uh, you know, staples of the team very quickly. So uh, rest assured, Steelers fans, that that's not where you need to be concerned about right now. Right now, it's making sure when your Steelers take the field Saturday night. Heinz 730 against the lions. They're coming in healthy. They're coming out healthy. Maybe you see some continuity with Ben in the offense. Everything looks smooth there. Maybe some young guys stepping up, maybe the offensive line looking that looking, uh, you know, looking solid in their first time with all five of the projected starters on the field at the same time those are the things you, you'll, you should be looking at and it should be a fun experience we will be at Heinz Field covering the game uh, from the press box there from Chris Carter and Dale Lolly, thanks so much for listening to the Lally Carter Steelers podcast remember you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Spotify and Google Podcasts or anywhere podcasts are hosted and remember to raise five stars with a positive comment it helps out not just this show but every show on the DK Sports.com platform Chris Carter Dale Lally thanks for listening be back in the year soon